This podcast is supported by Understood Explains. As parents, we are often having to figure out things as we go, and that is very true for our children's education. And to help you out, I want to tell you about a podcast called Understood Explains. This season is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Ortube, and she discusses all the things you'd want to know about individual education plans, or IEPs, what they are, why they're needed, who benefits from them, and what to expect when you have meetings with teachers. I could have really used this podcast when my son had an IEP for speech when he was six. I was overwhelmed trying to understand the process and what everything meant. The episode on Understood Explains, Does My Child Need an IEP?, was the kind of info that would have really helped me get the most out of the educational support of the IEP for my son. And if you need that kind of support, I really recommend this podcast. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. Welcome to Mom and Mine, where we dive into all aspects of perinatal mental health and wellness related to pregnancy, birth, loss, postpartum, and new parenthood. It's so much more than postpartum depression. We raise the volume on all of these topics in the hopes that someday everyone will have the support and info that they deserve before they need it. Please note this podcast is not a replacement for treatment by a professional or professional training. Welcome to Mom and Mind. I'm your host, Dr. Kat. One of the things I really love about being in this specialty is being able to talk to people who have been transformed by their experience through whatever perinatal issue specifically related to mental health. And it's so fascinating to see how these experiences play out in people's lives because when you're going through it, it's just horrible. And it's so hard to see that something could come from this or it could be transformative and not that it needs to be. Let me take that pressure off real quick. And for some people, it is. Our guest today, Angelina Spicer, is going to be talking about her experience that is just like that. She went through postpartum depression and now in using her comedy and her experience, she is in the process of creating a documentary that weaves in humor and comedy in a new and refreshing way that we haven't totally seen before. I'm excited to bring you her story today and also let you know that her documentary is doing a Kickstarter to get it funded, to get it off the ground, and we could all use your help. This is the last week of the Kickstarter, and if she can get fully funded, then we get a documentary. So if you'd like to support this effort, go to angelinaspicer.com where you can donate to this Kickstarter and we can get her fully funded. Angelina Spicer is a comedian, actress, social media influencer, wife, and mother, a cum laude graduate of Howard University. Spicer is smartly delved deep for comedy that's authentic, transparent, and relatable. By using her social media platform, she became an outspoken advocate for maternal mental health after she was admitted into a psychiatric facility for treatment of postpartum depression. It was then that her journey to remove the stigma from the shame and guilt associated with PPD began. She became the 2018 spokeswoman for the Blue Dot Project, has lobbied on Capitol Hill, helped pass three new pieces of legislation for new moms in California, and been featured in USA Today and Essence Magazine. So without further ado, let's meet Angelina. Welcome, Angelina. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you and share your story with everyone who's listening. So, yeah, I mean, there's so much to know about what you're doing and and what you've gone through and how you're helping other people now. So, yeah, start wherever you'd like. 
Well, I am, you know, like you mentioned, I'm a comedian and I'm a comedian first. I, <laughs> my job has been to make people laugh in comedy clubs for the past eight years. So after I planned to have my baby with my husband, I was not expecting to be any kind of advocate or activist. I was just hoping to have my baby you know, continue to do the work that I love and live happily ever after. Sure. Except postpartum depression had a whole different plan for my life. <laughs> right, as it does. Mm. Yes. So, you know, I had my baby and I was feeling off. I was feeling like disconnected, not only mm. from my daughter, but just like everything I loved. And mm. it kept going. You know, I felt blindsided and, you know, I talk about it a lot in the documentary, obviously, but, you know, I shared about how I just felt blindsided by all of the curveballs with motherhood. Like we all know in theory, it's going to be hard. We know that. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting to be stitched up from front to back, not able to sit down. Like, (laughs) yeah. I was not expecting to be sitting on frozen bananas. I just wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't tell you that part. Right. No one tells you that part, but we all go through it and we all experience it. So it was just like curveball after curveball after curveball. And ultimately I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. But, you know, in the, in the interim, I was still trying to work. I was just thinking to myself like, okay, if I just work, if I just, you know, plow through, I'll make it through it. I'll be fine. I'll get on the other side. And it just didn't work that way for me. Mm-hmm. I was continuing to do stand-up comedy at night in comedy mm-hmm. clubs mm-hmm. while breastfeeding, mind you. Wow. So I'm at the world-famous comedy store on Sunset Boulevard, looking for an outlet to plug in my pumps so I can relieve myself before I hit the stage at midnight. Yeah, that's a lot. Right, it's a lot. But it isn't anything unusual to what most mothers go through, working mothers. Right, right, right. You know, finding a place to pump, finding a place to store your milk, not feeling embarrassed, not leaking through your blouse. Like the whole bit is, it isn't unique. So, you know, I had a breaking point at about eight months postpartum. And luckily I had a therapist because long before... I had my baby. I knew that I needed to pay somebody to listen to my problems. So <laughs> right. I had a therapist on deck. I went to therapy one day and she told me, she was like, you cannot go home. Mm. You need to go check into a hospital. Mm. And my first yeah. reaction was, can I sleep there? Yeah. Wow. That's a lot about how you're doing. Right. It says a lot about how you're doing and a lot about what I needed, but couldn't say. Oh, right, right. Yeah. I needed relief. You know, and you know, it's hard for someone to teach you how to ask for what you need, how to give you the vocabulary to know what to say that you need when you're a new mother, you know? So I just felt like since I didn't have the words and didn't know how to reach out for support and I kept getting hit with so many curveballs, I'm like, I got to do something to give new mothers and expectant mothers and just anybody even practicing to become a mother, but right. not quite there yet. You need to give everybody the tools on like, on how to really help yourself and how to ask for the help, you know? Mm. So that's why I started to do the documentary. I was like, you know, I create content all day long. I shoot all kinds of parodies and make all kinds of funny videos on Instagram and YouTube mm. and stuff. I can make this in a palatable, funny way and get the information out there for everybody. Sure. All right. So all of this is going on. You're right now in the process of making the documentary. But if you also can just take us back to that moment where you did go to the hospital, 
mm-hmm. your therapist said that you needed to go to the hospital. What was that like? It was crazy. I mean, it's funny because a lot of times I have a hard time even looking at photos from that day yeah. because it all just kind of brings back crazy memories of how I was not expecting to be in a psych ward later that day. Like yeah. I was not expecting, I was expecting to like go to my audition, go to therapy, pick up my daughter, go home, make dinner, like the normal routine. Sure. But when I got in there, when I got to therapy, she took one look at me and was like, no, I'm not letting you continue like this. And you know, a normal person, like a normal feeling person, a normal person just walking into therapy. Mm-hmm. If they're being told that they need to check into a hospital, they would freak out. Mm-hmm. But me, eight months postpartum, when my therapist said that, I got excited. Yeah. <laughs> I was happy to like get uh-huh. some relief, you know? Sure, yeah. There was no inclination of fear mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. It didn't even come in my mind. Like I wasn't you even thinking. sleep. Right. I was thinking of sleep and relief. Like yeah. someone just taking me away from it all. And we talked about it for weeks after that. She was like, you know, I'm so happy that I saw it mm-hmm. and that I reacted to it because a lot of times as therapists, we see things, but we second guess ourselves. Mm. This podcast is supported by Posh Peanut. Raising a family can be tough, as we know, and it can also be amazing and beautiful. Posh Peanut gets it which is why they make beautiful, soft clothing that is tough enough to withstand all of the rough and tumble of childhood. And they have sizing for parents as well. You could even get matching clothing for the whole family. Made from viscose from bamboo, the clothes stretch with your kid as they grow and are four times stretchier than cotton. These clothes are made to last, loved by parents and approved by kids. Posh Peanut makes thoughtfully crafted, beautiful and stylish clothing for kids and families designed in-house from beautiful florals to your favorite brands such as Hot Wheels, Disney, Hello Kitty, and Barbie. It's also breathable and chemical-free, which means they're delicate on sensitive skin. So I got my Posh Peanut loungewear, and I've been putting it on, especially after my long client days, because I need the instant comfort and relaxation. It's one of the ways that I do my self-care because the soft, stretchy fabric of the Posh Peanut loungewear is really comforting to me. Right now, Posh Peanut is offering our listeners 20% off your first order with promo code MIND. Go to poshpeanut.com slash mind and use promo code MIND for 20% off your first order. That's poshpeanut.com slash mind, promo code MIND. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And that was really a humanizing moment for the both of us. And it actually really strengthened our relationship. But She was like, you know, I don't know, like if I make the wrong call and I send this girl to the hospital and it does more damage than it does good, or am I overreacting or, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just really a human moment for her to share with me. But I'm a big advocate for psych wards. I I am. They're they're like resorts, you know, like all inclusive vacations. Sign me up. Sign me up. You got your sleep. Um, How much did that help you? It transformed my recovery. 
Uh-huh. To be honest, yeah. because it wasn't until I went to the hospital that I learned that I can't do everything myself. Mm. But also I learned how to ask for the things that I really needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I needed to be relieved. I needed one day out of the week to myself. I needed childcare. Mm-hmm. And before that, I was trying to be a stay-at-home mom and a comedian at night. Yeah. Doing way too much, you know, and I just needed help. And I didn't feel that I had the space to ask for it until I went to the hospital. Sure. At what point did you decide to do a documentary about your experience? That's a good question. I did not, because I felt really ashamed for a long time. Mm. My daughter is almost four. This happened when I was eight months postpartum. I would say I came out of the postpartum closet. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I came out of the PPD closet about a year and a half ago, about 18 months ago. Mm -hmm. And that's when I felt comfortable talking about Mm -hmm. going to the hospital. Yeah. I'm still not 100% comfortable talking about the hospital, Mm -hmm. which is another reason why I wanted to work on the documentary and really dive into what that looks like because it was amazing, Mm -hmm. you know, but it took a while. It took a while for me to hang pictures of my baby on the wall at my house. Yeah. Because it was all triggering to me. Of course. So the hospital was a big part of like setting you down the road of healing and recovery and the process took some time. Yeah. The process of feeling comfortable talking about it Mm -hmm. took some time. Yeah. You know, I'm a comedian first. So my pain is where, not pain, but just my own truth is where I draw humor and where I draw my own life experience and my work from. So for a while, it was still too heavy for me to even process to the point where like I would try jokes out and people in the audience would just worry about me. They would laugh. (laughs) They're like feeling some of your pain in there. Yeah. And also wondering like, should we call someone? Oh no. Like this girl is kind of going through it and she's leaking through her shirt. Like this is a problem here. Oh no. But yeah, it took a while for me to be comfortable with it. And most people wouldn't believe that because they see me on Instagram and see, Mm -hmm. you know, how active and vocal I am in the community now. And they're like, you were ashamed. You were shy. And you weren't embarrassed. You, you talk about a broken vagina on stage. (laughs) You were embarrassed. Yeah. And I'm like, I was and still am. Mm. So I'm only speaking to that. You know, I think there are so many people, including myself, who've been through this too, who it does take a while to feel like you can talk about it. And, you know, people only see the recovered parts of us. They don't see you, you know, in the dark crying and like all that stuff. And it's really easy to make assumptions about, you know, people and what they're like when you only see this kind of recovered part. Right. Which is important which is kind of what led me to be more open about my story is because Mm -hmm. I want the same mom. Like I want the moms who are at the 2 a.m. feeding, the 4 a.m. feeding, scrolling through their phones on Instagram to see what real fatigue looks like, (laughs) (laughs) to know that they're not by themselves. You know, I would come home from comedy clubs and literally be so tired that I would squeeze my boob through the bars of the crib oh. and feed my baby because I was like, I just don't have the strength to lift her. 
Yeah. You know, but I would share those raw moments Mm -hmm. of me breastfeeding in the car seat Mm -hmm. while the baby's still buckled in. I'm like, I'm just going to lean over (laughs) through my ribs, you know, (laughs) break a rib. The car's going 65 miles an hour, but I can't let this baby out of this car seat. And she's hungry. So it's just like, but people need to see the real portions of our struggles. Yeah. And even if it's a small little slither, Mm -hmm. the transparency is key. And the yeah. transparency is where we can actually prevent this stuff because mm-hmm. mom won't feel like, oh God, I'm the only one not liking this or the only one feeling like this. Right. And what I appreciate so much about you and what you're doing is something that nobody has quite done yet before is to bring humor to this because it's such a heavy topic. And oh, a lot sure. of people probably do like what you experience in the comedy clubs, like, oh, you know. I'm uncomfortable hearing about it or talking about it or whatever, but there's such beauty in being able to bring humor to it because it is so heavy. I love that you're able to bridge the gap there and to join like all of your stuff, all of you, your passion for all of these things are showing up here. I I feel like it's a beautiful accident. I did not plan this. (laughs) And being able to bring all of these things together just, makes me feel like this is bigger than me. Right. You know, I went through this for a much larger purpose. It wasn't for my own recovery. I feel like in my bones that it was for all the other women that are struggling and to prevent the struggle, you know. But yeah, it's hard to find humor in the pain. It takes time to find the humor in it. Like I said, I was really trying for a long time to find humor in it but I was still in it, so it wasn't funny. <laughs> People were yeah. worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like you've got to let time pass before you can really step away and really see the jokes and stuff in it. But it is really a beautiful way to reach people because yeah. I tell you, when I perform on a lineup of men mm-hmm. going out there and they're telling all their broy jokes and <laughs> getting laid and all this stuff, and here mm-hmm. I come with, you know, broken vaginas and dragging uteruses, <laughs> you know, people in comedy clubs are like, what did I just listen to? What is this? <laughs> it's totally unexpected. Mm-hmm. But when I tell you people swarm me after my shows, mm-hmm. and these are not like the conventions we go to or the conferences that we sure. attend. And these are lay people who mm-hmm. are not expecting my message. Yeah. They right. come out and they're like, dudes are like, thank you. You just bought me so much time with my girlfriend. I can't even tell you. Ah. He's been uh, harassing me to have a baby and you know, we're not ready. Oh and I know we're not ready. And now she knows we're not ready. Other people are like, you know, hands flying up. It's like the me too move. Everybody's like, I had the water bottle, mm-hmm. the squishy water bottle in my vagina. I couldn't wipe. Right. I had the gauze, you know? Yeah. 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 But other than that, like, no, we wouldn't be sharing this stuff. Not in comedy clubs, right? (laughs) No, nowhere. Where else would we share this stuff? Mm -hmm. Amongst each other at conferences? Well, right. That's exactly the reason that I do this podcast, because I'm like, it's great that we're all talking about it, but what about the people who are not here? And I totally resonate with your thought process there. It's like, you have to get this information to the people. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I will tell you, I'd go to the grocery store with my daughter and when she was around six months old 
and old ladies would say, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful, you know, being sweet and endearing and everything. And oh, you must be so happy. You must be so excited. Oh, you're so blessed. Mm -hmm. And I would tell them like, it took a while for me to get here. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many ladies have just stopped, put their groceries down and given me the biggest hug and so much support for being so open and honest with them in the grocery store next to the kale. Okay. (laughs) Old ladies are giving me hugs and we're shedding tears next to the tomatoes, you know, (laughs) but like these ladies, they went through it too. Yeah. And as much as they are, you know, delighted to see my daughter and see me mommy mode, they get it. But Mm -hmm. if I hadn't shared it with them, they wouldn't have known that I may have needed that hug that day. Right. That is beautiful. And thanks for being honest and open with people about it. It does so much. And even if you're not exactly impacting that person right there and then, who knows who they're going to run into. Right. And be able to offer support to them. Yep. Because they're reminded, like, this is not easy. Yeah. No. No, it's not. So you went through this process of yourself healing and kind of getting better and then coming to a point of where you felt like you could be open with others. And then this documentary idea came about. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I, okay, it kind of started on Instagram because I was kind of known just my comedy friends my little baby audience of like 14,000 followers, <laughs> my little baby audience, I became known as the breastfeeding comedian. <laughs> and people were like, are you still breastfeeding? Are you still breastfeeding? Girl, I see your nipples. Uh, <laughs> they're like, you know, you're the lactating comedian. That's what they called me, the uh-huh. lactating comedian. Oh my goodness. And I remember I would get noticed on the subway in Manhattan for like, oh man, yeah, how's your baby doing? I'm like, sir, uh-huh. I've never met you. Right. They follow me on Instagram. They follow the boobs. Right. But to be honest, people didn't know at the time, and I didn't even know at the time, that breastfeeding was the only thing I enjoyed mm. about being a mother at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's why I documented it. And gotcha. it was also that I didn't see anyone else sharing the real moments uh-huh. of me, like searching for the plug, either outlet in the back of the comedy club or the car seat. I didn't see that. Yeah. So I wanted to be transparent about that. And it was the only thing that I liked. So it started with that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I would get inspired to like do the You Down With PPD video, mm-hmm. the music That's video, funny. the parody mm-hmm. to it's on the Kickstarter page. And it's if we can get the rights to clear this music, it will be the theme song of the postpartum depression documentary. Awesome. Down with PPD. Yeah, you know me. You're down <laughs> with PPD. I'm like, this is perfect. So then it started with like that. And like I did a bunch of those little parodies, the things that I just paid for out of my pocket mm-hmm. because that's how I work. I'm like, I have an idea. Let me just do it. Mm. And then I did a Rhythm Nation parody <laughs> where awesome. I called the Pumping Nation <laughs> to Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation where we're all like dancing and pumping because that's that awesome. was my reality. And it started with that. And then I thought like, wow, now that I'm more comfortable and with making jokes about the psych ward, I should really document this in a more formal way. So that's mm-hmm. how it kind of came about. I was doing the work all along, just didn't know where it was going to live. Sure. Isn't that the process though, after postpartum depression? Yes. It's like, I feel like it puts so many people on a path 
and mm-hmm. kind of the path reveals itself as you go along. Right. And that's not true for everybody. And you certainly, you don't have to be on some kind of path. No. But gosh, just what you're describing, it's so transformative. You don't know that it's going to no. change your life, but here you are with your life changed. Right. And almost for the better. Yeah. Like I feel more connected to people than mm-hmm. I ever have. And I've been performing for years. But like to look at the faces of people in the audience, mm-hmm. get the water bottle, mm-hmm. the dabbing the <laughs> vagina, like they get it on such a deep, deep, deep level. Mm-hmm. And emails and, you know, DMs and stuff that I get from people saying how much, like the thing that gets me is when people ask me, a stranger on Instagram, if I think that they should check into a hospital. Mm. They're like, you're the only person I know that speaks about the hospital. Mm. And hearing you talk about it makes me think, man, maybe I need to check in. Yeah. Like, how did you know you needed to go? Wow. That's deep. That's impactful. That's the work. Yeah. That's the work. And that's who we want to reach. Mm-hmm. We want to normalize this thing so that people don't feel like yeah. they can't speak up. Mm-hmm. They can't say, can you please boil me some eggs because I haven't eaten in three days and I've been nursing and my teeth are going to fall out. They don't know <laughs> right. that right. they need to you know, ask someone to come over and do the dishes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like the more we open up about this stuff, the more late, just regular moms, regular people that we pass every day at school, at the grocery store, mm-hmm. at soccer camp, mm-hmm. feel cool about sharing their own struggles. How many people in your life have you met before joining this line of work in our community have told you that they had postpartum depression? No, oh, none. Right. And if they did, I was like, oh, that sucks. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, before I knew about it, like, right. sorry. Sorry. Uh, but once you know, 
you're like, man. Yeah. Yeah. Once you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And it takes every form of getting the word out. Absolutely. That's why I'm super excited about your form because it's new. This is not being done to like bring comedy and bring the kind of lightness in this way to such a heavy, heavy topic. Yeah, it really does take everyone. I mean, imagine how free moms would feel if their doctors ask them, Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) why do I need to find someone on Instagram? Right. Who went through what I went mm-hmm. Why is it my doctor asking me? Well, yeah. Right. But we'll get to that part. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh. <laughs> let's focus on the social stigma. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because if we focus on the social stigma, then we ourselves can go to our doctors and say, listen, something is not right. Mm-hmm. I need help. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Support for today's episode is from Ritual. I'm sure you guys have heard about Ritual already, but I'm going to tell you a little bit more. Ritual is that very cool women's vitamin that you can see all the way through. And not only is it super cool to look at, but it's so good for you to take. And they have two formulations, one for women in general and now a prenatal. What I love about the Ritual vitamin is that I get to take this vitamin without having to deal with that fishy aftertaste that comes with those omega-3s because in the prenatal, they've put in a lemon flavor and it's so lovely. Ritual Essential Prenatal is the prenatal reborn. For those of us thinking about it, trying, and expecting, Ritual Essential Prenatal is conceived to deliver the essential nutrients from DHA to folate that a woman needs at every stage. Better health doesn't happen overnight, and now Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women or Essential Prenatal, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash mom and mind to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash mom and mind. I guess when you said that you've kind of, quote unquote, only been doing this for 18 months in terms of, you know, being in this community and being out and vocal about it, I took a kind of step back in my mind because you are all in. You've done so much in such a short period of time. And it's really, really impressive. I don't mess around. When I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I really feel passionate about this. And I see it. I hear it. It's just like, it doesn't make any sense why we're not talking about this stuff. I know. Everybody goes through it. I know. I'm shooting a TV show tomorrow and it's with a bunch of moms and at the, they call it a screen test, which is basically like a meeting with all the executives and the writers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I was the only mother in there talking about postpartum. What? Only mother. Everyone else is talking about, you know, poopy diapers and potty training. And that's all real. Yeah, but it is and it isn't. I mean, I don't know. I think there's a certain amount of safety that they're in in talking just about the day-to-day stuff. And Uh you almost have to feel people out like, you know. Right. So, like, how's it been going? You know, almost like you're trying to get a feel and take a temperature on if anyone's really open to talking about it. But if you walk in there and you're like, so this is the deal. I'm sure even if there were people in there who were dealing with it, but didn't want to talk about it, they were impacted. Yeah, completely. Completely. (laughs) Super, super. Wow. Okay, PPD. (laughs) Listen, you bring me in here. This is what you get. Okay. All the mamas are going to come out the shadows. All of us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have to literally are standing in the spotlight so that other people can see you and know that it's okay. 
And it is a-okay, honey. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So you've already been honored by Maternal Mental Health Now for your work. Yes. Uh, you're the spokeswoman for the Blue Dot Project. You're getting awards. I mean, you are all in and I love all of it. And, you know, when I came out out of the PPD closet on Instagram mm-hmm. and on social media, I did not know that people would support me and that oh. this would lead to anything. Mm-hmm. I was literally going out on an olive branch, yeah. on a skinny branch and saying, Listen, <laughs> this happened to me and I'm going to make jokes about it. And this is my new life's work. Yeah. I didn't know that anybody would ask me to be their spokesperson. I'm like, have you seen me on stage? Are you sure you want me to be your spokesperson? Okay. Again, this is what you get now. Right, right. And the Blue Dot was great about it. You know, I started working with the March of Dimes also recently. Amazing. Amazing. And they too, same thing. I'm like, okay, now I would love to work with you, but you're going to get this dragon uterus. Okay. This is what you're going to get. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Shout out to all your listeners from Brooklyn. But I live in LA now. And I'm going to be honored by the Brooklyn Borough President next week. I'm so excited. That's a big Um, deal. Yes. And the World Health Organization reached out to me. So I'm going to be joining them. Holy wow. Yeah. Bringing some awareness to postpartum. Great. Amazing. Well, maybe you didn't know what community you were stepping into (laughs) when you started speaking about it. But I mean, as far as I know, this is one of the most amazing communities to be a part of. It feels everyone because they're passionate about it. Everyone has that same goal that you have of getting the word out and in whatever way possible. And um, I hope that you have been welcomed with open arms by everyone. As I have. In fact, I like the PPD community more than I like my comedian friends. That's saying a lot. <laughs> I miss them when I was like pregnant and, yeah. you know, recovering and everything. I miss my comedian friends, but the PPD community just adds so much more value to my life. You know, marrying it with sure, the comedy sure. and stuff. It just makes, yeah, it's a different level of appreciation. Yeah, yeah. So. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about the Kickstarter, because I think we're kind of nearing the end of this and okay. we need to rally. Well, I hope that mama stick around. Yeah, the Kickstarter we launched so that we could finish filming the documentary. We started, we are about 60% done. We have all of our interviews done. We're doing, we're going to throw some animation in there. Oh, cool. uh, just so that it's not triggering. That's my whole thing. I want to approach this with raw, real facts, but I want it to be entertaining. Yeah. And the last piece that we have to do is the comedy special. So we're raising 50 grand to hire a camera crew, to book a comedy venue, to really make it look like a Netflix special and mm-hmm. hopefully Netflix will buy it at some point. But at this point we just want to empower ourselves to really get the message out and make people laugh about it. Make people laugh yeah. about PPD, you know? So yeah, the Kickstarter, I don't know if you know, but it's all or nothing. So we've raised about 25% of our goal, which is about $13,000. But if we don't raise all 50,000, we don't get anything. <laughs> That's crazy. And I laugh about that, but there are tears behind that. Uh, So I really, I'm really hopeful that people will check out some of my content and go to the Kickstarter if for nothing else, just to laugh at some of the videos that are there. And if they're so moved to, you know, throw a couple bucks our way to help us really get this message out. 
Right. That would be amazing. And yeah, that's what I was alluding to that the Kickstarter campaign has an end date. And yes. that's why we need to rally to really. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, get- the Kickstarter is all or nothing. And the end date is April 20th. Okay. So the Postpartum Resource Center of New York, they're hosting a fundraiser for me. Uh, my mom's hosting a pop-up fundraiser in her living room for me. Oh, I love <laughs> um, it. I welcome all gifts. Mm-hmm. $10, $20, $20,000. I welcome all <laughs> gifts, all yes. of the gifts. Because honestly, we're not even done yet. And the impact is already being felt. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and moms are already being helped. I'm telling you, people reach out on Instagram wondering like which medication I'm on and what is helping, what has helped me, et cetera. So the more we can encourage each other to talk about it, Mm -hmm. the better off we're all going to be. Awesome. So is there a hub for you where people can go to find out, to get links to everything that you provide? My website. Yep. At www.angelinaspicer.com. Angelinaspicer.com. Just like Angelina Jolie, but I'm the black one. Uh, (laughs) Angelinaspicer.com. All of my Kickstarter info, everything is all there. And my show dates too, in case somebody wants to come laugh. That'd be be great. So I will include all of that in our show notes for people who want to just go to the page of show notes and click on those links. I'll be sure to have everything included there. Thank you so much for being with us, Angelina. I appreciate your candor and your honesty and your humor and all that you're bringing to awareness for us. Thank you. Thank you. So what do you guys say? Let's go fund this Kickstarter. Go to AngelinaSpicer.com and contribute what you can. Let's see if we can get her to her goal. And we can get us a documentary on postpartum depression infused with comedy. You can also connect with her at Angelina Spicer on Instagram and Twitter. For those of you joining us for the first time on the Mom in Mind podcast, please find your favorite platform and subscribe to us so you can get each of these episodes downloaded to you weekly. Pick and choose what you want to listen to or listen to all of them because they're pretty awesome. We get to hear from so many amazing people and really, really triumphant stories of healing. So glad you can join us today. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Together we can support moms and families so that no one has to deal with this alone. Come connect with us at momandmind.com. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.